It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Locked On. Locked On. Locked Locked On. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for tuning in. I am your host, Marcus Mosier. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. And joining me today, as always, is Landon McCool. You can check him out on Twitter at McCoolBCB. You can also listen to him on the Best Coast Boys podcast. Landon, what is going on, sir? Not a much. We're trying to get our way through June. We're almost there. Uh, actually, today's J- July first. July. We made it through June. I was gonna say we made it through. We June. made it. We made it. All <laughs> that right. That was the longest June I've ever remembered. Uh, it's. It was. I mean, June is can be exceptionally long at times, but yeah, it seems exceptionally exceptionally long. I'm pretty sure that June started uh, three years ago, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I know. So, it, was, it was a long month. Um, yeah. But be- you know what? Believe it or not, Landon, if if all things go right and everything goes smoothly we're gonna get actual cowboys football later this month like actual on the field drills later this month which is kind of unbelievable to to think about but um today we're gonna look forward to the 2020 season and we're gonna start talking about some stat projections for this upcoming year um we're gonna use espn's projections mike clay who does an absolutely fantastic job at espn uh unleashed his rankings Uh, and projections for the upcoming season. Uh, And we're going to talk about every single one of these Cowboy guys on offense. Um, But before we do that, I do want to put a little bit of a disclaimer in here. Um, We were kind of talking pre-show that some of these numbers seem a little lower than maybe usual. I think everybody that we're going to look at here is having a, I don't want to say a step back, but just the overall yardage total is a little less than what they put up last year. Uh, Don't think that doesn't mean that ESPN and Mike Clay think the Cowboys are going to do poorly this year. In fact, uh, Clay has the Cowboys projected as the third best team in the NFC this year. Uh, He's projecting them over 11 wins, which, I mean, that would be absolutely fantastic. Um, It's just the way that these projections kind of goes. He looks at, um, you know, basically what's the most likely outcome here. Uh, So I just wanted to to say that going forward. So let's go ahead and start um, with Cowboys quarterback Dak Prescott. Last year, he threw for a career-high 4,902 yards with 30 passing touchdowns and 11 interceptions. Uh, Clay this year has the Cowboys quarterback projected at only 4,200 passing yards, 27 touchdowns, 11 interceptions. What are your thoughts on that project? Per, you know, projections. Does that feel a little a little low for Prescott entering 2020? 
So even kind of considering the caveat that you put in here, here's my issue with this is, yeah, it's a pretty precipitous drop. And you mentioned that there's, you know, there's about 50 or so less attempts, attempts. than there were yep. in the 2019 statistics in the 2020 project projections. But but my issue is that I just did the math on this real quick. He he has Dak uh, at about half a yard per attempt less than he did in the 2019 season. So last year, Dak averaged 8.2 yards per attempt. So you drop him down a half a yard, you're looking at what, 7.7? 7, 7.88, basically. So it's a little bit okay. less than half a yard. But, but I, I still but feel like that's a, that's a pretty big drop. And especially when you consider that this was a team that, you know, uh, led the league in drops last season, which I don't Fair know point. if that will necessarily happen again. Maybe it will. Maybe maybe they'll they'll have that issue again. That's a fair I, point. I, I think that the yards per attempt is really where I'm having the, the biggest struggles. I just can't imagine this offense taking that big of a step back per attempt. Uh, even I mean the, the 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 raw numbers you know you you could say hey maybe they have more success they don't need to pass more nah, nah, right nah, nah, nah. exactly but the yards per attempt to me like that doesn't really make sense that they would they would actually fall further especially since Dak seems to be improving his receiving core got better and on top of that uh, the you know the the, the I, I have to think that the drops you know that, that's such a kind of a fluky stat that that is probably going to turn around a little bit this season so yeah that's I, that's I would the only agree thing with I, that. I really struggle with I think at this well, point all right so let's talk about the yardage total for a second um, before last year Prescott never threw for over thirty nine hundred passing yards as a rookie it was thirty six at 2018, so. 4,200 or basically 4,300 is, is still a pretty good season. Um, I can certainly see there being games where he doesn't have to throw the ball as much as he did last year. You know, you think about uh, a couple of those games, like the Green Bay game, where, you know, they were basically trailing by 14, you know, within the first few minutes of that game. The Jets game was kind of the same way. I, I think it's probably realistic to expect somewhere between 43 and 4,500 yards uh, from Prescott. I do agree on the yards per attempt. Um, you know, as a rookie, Prescott was at eight yards of attempt, and then it dropped to 6.8, 7.4, 8.2. I feel like eight is probably the right number if I had to guess. Uh, but you, you brought up the drops. Part of me thinks that's just going to be an issue kind of with the, the wide receiver core they have here. Uh, I love Amari. I love Michael Gallup. Uh, but they're just two guys that are going to put the ball on the ground a little bit. But uh, overall... It seems a little low, but it doesn't seem outrageously low, right? If he if he threw for forty four hundred yards this year, I don't think that would be surprising to you, right, Landon? Absolutely not. I mean, I think that. Uh, I mean, I, I just think that the numbers don't seem to match up what I okay. think. I mean, I, I think he. I, I agree with you that you know, looking at the whole at the at, at the at this whole thing as a whole, <laughs> like his whole yeah. outlook on the Cowboys, that it, that kind of lines up with, with my general thoughts on the team. I just think that that some of the numbers that the team will produce might seem a little bit off. And, and you know, look, these guys are fantasy football experts, so projections are what they do. Absolutely. And I yeah. certainly, I'm certainly not going to uh, uh, credit that I just, or, you know, mark against that. I just feel like I, all the context 
points to n- numbers not moving this direction, right? Like all those yeah, things. Yeah, I would say the, ma- keeping the efficiency the same. Maybe the volume drops a little bit, but the efficiency we think is going to be similar. Yeah, and especially since, you know, like if anything, there seems to be a, a, a shift towards more aggressive passing and, and more, you know, uh, of a, a leaning towards the passing game than, than going the opposite way, right? Like, sure. I mean, that's that's kind of what, like, if you look at the change from Jason Garrett to Mike McCarthy, you look at the addition of C.D. Lamb and the subtraction of of, of uh, Cobb, and I think that will account for some of the drops that we talked about a, a little bit, or, or at least maybe the discrepancy and why there could be an, uh, mm-hmm. a decrease there. Uh, I just think that, to me, all the context seems to be pointing these numbers going in the opposite direction so, you know, I think that a drop-off is probably not to be unexpected. I just think that this is a very precipitous drop-off considering all the evidence seems to be pointing a resurgence or a sure. even better year this year than last year. Yeah, I think a drop-off is likely to happen just because I, I, it's, it's awfully hard to throw for 4,900 yards in a year. Yeah. And you almost have to have the perfect storm of – you know, being down a lot of games, being in some shootouts, but uh, 4,400 yards and being highly efficient, keeping that pass rating right around 100, averaging eight yards an attempt, I think that seems very likely. Um, let's take a quick break. We'll come back and we'll talk about Ezekiel Elliott's projected stat line. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. All right, Landon, um, for Elliott, Mike Clay has just a a little bit of a drop again uh, from 301 carries last year to 282 this year, uh, still averaging 4.4 yards per rush on the ground, uh, you know, 1,200 rushing yards, still being a big factor in the receiving game. He actually has him a little bit of a tick up in the receiving game. So you're still looking at, you know, almost 1,700 total yards of offense, double-digit touchdowns. Does that feel about right? Yeah, I mean, honestly, I think predicting Ezekiel Elliott is is got to be pretty straightforward. Yeah, <laughs> I, mean, I feel like his numbers are yeah, pretty Of stable. all the players we're going to talk about, this one yeah. feels the easiest. Yeah, his numbers are pretty stable. Uh, I even agree with the, the tick down. And, and I guess maybe this is also where I, I, I have issue with all this, is that I would imagine a, a, a precipitous Dak tick down would, would include a – you know, at least some tick up in Ezekiel Elliott's numbers, right? Um, but like the fact that this is yeah. also going down, uh, just just to, just to, just slightly in numbers and and also in carries. Um, I, yeah, I mean, I think I think that this all looks correct. I mean, you know, again, I think with Zeke, it's it's a pretty narrow range. I think you just uh, one of the things that's really I think great about Zeke is that you you kind of know what you're going to get. You know, yeah. and it's it's, yeah. it's he, despite all the circumstance or whatever, that Zeke is someone who consistently performs at the same at, at a at a high level or at his level at least for uh, you know the seemingly these these last few years of his career. So I I would imagine that these numbers are probably pretty close. Um, and you know maybe I, I wouldn't at all be surprised if his average went up a bit more. 
just because I, I think kind he, of agree. Yeah, you know, because I think he'll be looking at more like light boxes. There'll be more yep. eleven personnel. I actually think that that's gonna uh, maybe uh, take his his actual rushing game to uh, potentially to a new level just because of all the open space he's gonna see. Um, but we'll see. I, I think that that's something to to be determined. And, we'll, and I think that if this is a safe projection just because, you know, like I said. This is kind of the normal projection for Zeke, and Zeke has been really good at being reliable in producing at a similar level year to year. I think this would be great for the Cowboys if they could get numbers like this out of Elliott. Uh, again, Mike Clay has him projected at 282 carries. Um, we've seen, you know, in, a, in Zeke's rookie year, he had 322 carries. So you're looking at like a drop-off of 40 carries. Um, I, I think that would be great. Try to preserve him long term. Try to limit his touches, you know, in the games. You know, try to get away from those 25, 26 carry games just to keep him fresher. Um, I do think he's going to have a little bit more value in the passing game this year. I think he's going to be on the field more when they're throwing the ball, you know, on first and second down more than what they have in the past. So these all feel like incredibly realistic numbers for Zeke. Um, the only thing that I would change is... I think there's a chance Elliott scores far more touchdowns than what he did over the last couple of years. Like I know he scored uh, 12 last year rushing. I wouldn't be surprised if that number goes up. I, I just think the Cowboys are going to be in the red zone a lot. I think with all the receiving weapons, he's going to have a lot of light boxes, as you mentioned. It, it would not be shocking to me at all if we saw him get to 14, 15 total touchdowns this year um, under Mike McCarthy. All right, let's go ahead and move on to Omari Cooper, the Cowboys wide receiver one. Last year, Cooper caught uh, 79 passes for nearly 1,200 yards and eight touchdowns. Uh, Clay has Cooper dropping off a tad this year, 75 receptions, uh, just under 1,100 yards and seven touchdowns. Does that feel right considering some of the other weapons the Cowboys have added on offense and the emergence of somebody like Michael Gallup? It's, I mean, it's funny to me that, like, yeah, I mean, it's, it, they basically just carbon copied a lot of the, the, the stats sure. for Amari and Gallup from the previous year. I mean, they have a slight drop off on each, but uh, you know, and then the, a lot of it is being you know, seemingly in the in the average yards per catch, right? Well, that's um, kind of what Amari was in 2018, right? I think in that season he had 75 receptions, like a thousand yards and seven touchdowns. It, it seems like that's just kind of what Amari is at, at this point of his career. Yeah, um, I yeah. I mean, I don't think I don't think any of these numbers are are outrageously high or low. I mean, obviously they're very close to kind of what we saw last year with like less efficiency tied mm-hmm. to it. But I I, I think that um, these are certain certainly you know within the the margin of error to be sure. Um, yeah. You know, I think the other thing to consider is is. Like you mentioned, you know, with with injury and, and some of the other things, you know, if he misses a couple games, this is still an attainable number depending on sure, how absolutely. he plays and the games he's playing in. So, um, I, yeah, I think that this this seems reasonable, but again, I, I wouldn't at all be surprised if he, you know, well eclipsed these numbers depending on you know. I, look, I, my whole feeling was that you know last year wasn't a uh, wasn't an anomaly. I mean, I, I think that that it's the new, you know, it's not just coincidental that you got a new offensive coordinator who had yeah. a diff- different different th- mindset, and then suddenly this, uh, you know, team played a more aggressive and had more, you know, aggressive numbers. 
I think that the, the the idea of them regressing to the mean is, I mean, that's kind of a a normal statistical uh, thought sure, process sure. for sure. But I also think that this, you know, this could be a readjustment of what the mean is for the Cowboys. You know, like mm-hmm. that th- this could be the, a new plateau for this offense. So uh, the kind of general projections down, I, I understand, but I also feel a lot more confident that these that these projections are going to be eclipsed than I do you know 50-50 whether or not you know what I'm saying like normally yeah, like, yeah. yeah it could be it could go either way I feel more confident these numbers will get passed than I than they'll than they won't get met I guess is the best way to All say. right let me get, let me phrase it to you like this If I were to tell you right now that Amari plays 14 games for the Cowboys this year let's say he misses two or whatever does he beat that 75 reception total for 1,066 yards? Because my, my feeling is yes. Yeah, I think he could. I mean, I, mean, I think okay. that's certainly possible. And, and I, you know, like, like that's what I'm saying is that I feel like the problem here is with the they're, – they're making adjustments in the volume totals, but the problem is the efficiency. You know, like I, 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 don't, I don't know that the – that they're going to each drop a yard per attempt. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's, well, that seems... that's, see, that's the difficult thing. For So for Amari's career, he's rated at about 14 yards per reception. Last year was his career high of, you know, what was it, 15.1. So they're basically just getting him down to what he's, he's averaged. But the thing that I think is different is for most of his career, he's had yeah. Derek Carr, who's been a little bit afraid to throw the ball down the field. Yeah. He now has a, a an offensive coordinator and a head coach that want to be a little bit more aggressive. So I think it's fair to assume that it's probably going to be a little bit above his career average, right? And, and I think that's the problem that you have here. Yeah, and I think it, it, it filters down to, you know, a little bit with Gallup and, and, and especially CeeDee Lamb to me. Like, they basically took... You know, we, we, we should talk about Gallup. I, I think Gallup's numbers, I mean, obviously, look how close they are to what they were last year. I mean, they, mm-hmm. they're just kind of projecting that Gallup may take a step but still, you know, kind of produce the same level because of all the other talent here. But the problem I have is that if you look at, at C.D. Lamb, they basically have the same number of targets that Randall Cobb had but with less efficiency and less production, which I... I find hard to believe, you know. Okay, I, I, and that's well, well. Let's go ahead and talk about CD. We'll get back to Gallup in a second. So they've have CD Lamb projected at fifty-one receptions, six hundred and seventy-seven yards, and five touchdowns. Uh, I'm gonna pull up Randall Cobb's stats here in a second. But I got them right yeah, here. They're they're oh. they're eighty-three targets, fifty-five receptions, eight hundred and twenty-eight yards on fifteen point one yards uh, per reception, with three touchdowns. Okay, so listen, I am uh, I am the leader in the CD Lamb fan club. I absolutely love him. I don't think it's insane to think that he's probably going to be a little less efficient than Randall Cobb as a rookie. Like, I expect in 2021 for him to be significantly better. But Cobb was really good last year. Yeah, but, I mean, 51 receptions on 83 targets? Like, that's... Cobb had 55 on 83, and he, uh, I'm pretty sure, was one of the leaders in the the, last year in, in, in drops. Yeah, so, he was. It's so I, I certainly can't imagine like CeeDee Lamb doesn't CeeDee Lamb catches everything. Like that's one of the things that is that's great it's about true. him is that he has a great catch radius. That's not Randall Cobb's game. So to project that kind of 
lack, even less efficiency in his targeting than than uh, Randall Cobb. I find that hard to believe, to be honest. Okay, so what do you think is a fair projection? Like, if I set the the over under at eight hundred yards, is that is that too high or is that too low? I think that's 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 right. I think if, okay. we, if we're talking about eighty three targets and I don't know. 62 receptions 63 or 64 receptions and then, that's then like fair. Yeah. 800 yards that seems more more what we're talking about i, I you know i think see there's there's a potential that cd lamb is going to eat into some of these jason witten targets because of playing in the slot being a good option route runner uh, you know i i, I just if you want to give him the Randall Cobb target selection, that's fine. I totally understand okay. that projection because yep. that you have a Randall Cobb hole in your offense. But don't try to tell me that he's going to like have less efficiency catching the football or, you know, I understand the idea that he may have less yards per reception because, you know, that that may be more Cobb's game as as a big play player, but right. I, I I think CD Lamb is not going to have problems catching the football. And, uh, and I think if you give him those same 83 targets, uh, you know, just by efficiency numbers, I think he'll have more numbers than Randall Cobb. I would say, though, rookies tend to be pretty inefficient. But then again, not many rookie receivers are stepping in to be the third receiver that have this much talent. So Yeah, I, again, uh, I, think, I think specific context here matters. I mean, that's the problem, yeah. I think, with in general with all of this is that he's using – like you know, ten thousand foot context, like regressive regression to the mean with offense, and you know, oh well, we'll, we'll take this and do this, but not looking at you know, hey, C.D. Lamb is a more talented football player than than uh, okay. Randall Cobb. I, I understand that he's a rookie coming into the league, no, 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 but I mean, it's like you think that if provided eighty three targets, that he's that C.D. Lamb, knowing C.D. Lamb's game versus Randall Cobb's game. That CD Lamb is not going to convert as many of those targets to receptions, I have a hard time believing that. Okay, and that's fair. Um, let's just touch on Michael Gallup really quickly. Uh, 111 targets, which is down two from last year. 64 receptions, just under a thousand yards, uh, and six touchdowns. Again, uh, drop offs across the board outside of touchdowns, but maybe he does take a little bit of a hit with CD Lamb on the field. Um, what are your thoughts on Michael Gallup's numbers here? I wouldn't be surprised if his targeting was down and his receptions were up uh, versus yes, this I projection. Agree. I, I wouldn't yes. be surprised if he worked really hard on increasing his eff- efficiency and because of that got, you know, is targeted as the, you know, dangerous deep threat that you guys, you know, that you hate to see him get throws thrown to, right? Like, and, and maybe he sure. slows down his targeting a little bit as teams take him more seriously. But uh, in, in, in return, he converts more of those targets. And, uh, you know, so I think that the, the yardage, the touchdowns, those probably are close to correct. Yeah, I just, they feel right. I wouldn't be surprised if there was lower target number and higher reception numbers, though. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me if he has, you know, 110 targets this year and 75 receptions. Just because, yeah. again, he was one of the leaders in drops last year. Um, he needs to become more consistent, and I think he will in, in year three. So uh, I agree with you across the board there. Um, let's take one more break, and then we're going to come back, and we're going to talk about the player whose projections I disagree with the most. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? 
Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, Landon, we are now at tight end Blake Jarwin. Oh, my gosh. Uh, yeah. I'm just looking at this for the first time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so Jarwin last year caught 31 passes for 365 yards. Uh, he is one of the few players that uh, Mike Clay is projecting to have a bigger year in 2020, and it's pretty obvious why. No more Jason Witten. Um, but I disagree with the projections here. So Clay has Jarwin projected at 43 receptions for 488 yards. Uh, and four touchdowns. Earlier this month, or earlier last month, um, I projected 650 receiving yards for Blake Jarwin. I kind of think he's going to be the beneficiary of all these receiving weapons. He's going to be the guy that gets the least amount of coverage um, from you know defenses and defensive coordinators. What do you think about Jarwin's projections here? Well, I mean, it feels like they, Blake Bell and Dalton Schultz have really kind of eaten into his projections to a certain degree. I mean, Dalton Schultz got two targets on and one reception in 2019, and they have him down for 28 targets and 19 receptions next year, and Blake Bell down for 17 targets and 11 receptions. They both feel a little high, but I, I, I certainly expect them to be on the field some. Yes. I also think that, uh, uh, that Jarwin's yards per catch seems low, right? Like, I mean... If anything, he's not going to be used like, like Witten, really. No, you know? he's I don't think be, so. I... He's going to be more of a seam ripper and, and more down mm-hmm. the field. I think his yards for a catch is is low. Uh, now, maybe with the added volume, it does drop a little bit. Yeah. But I don't think it's going to drop that massive. Like, I think like 11.5, 11. Yeah. 11.6 seems about right. Yeah, and, and I also think his targets just seems low. I mean, 61 targets, if you're not going to increase... If you're giving, if you're giving uh, Ceedee Lamb the Randall Cobb targets, like it's just a like for like exchange, and Jason Witten had 83 targets last year, and then Blake on top of that had 40, hit 41 of his own. I have a hard time seeing Blake only getting 61 targets this year. Like that seems, it seems like he he's, he would probably get more targets. I think closer to 70. Uh, and, and yeah, I just think that his numbers are noticeably low. And I think it's, it's the other ones, you know, we can argue about efficiency. Uh, you know, we could talk about Dak Prescott's yardage numbers. Mm-hmm. I, I think there's, there's a little bit of, you know, tit for tat on the, the really just whether or not it, this is a little bit high, a little bit low, but, but Blake Jarwin's like, that's, that seems at least 150 yards low. It seems at least 10 to 15 targets low. Uh, I, I, yeah, I just don't know. I don't know that the, uh, yeah, I, I don't know that they have, they, they know, the, the rest of the world knows exactly what we know mm. about Blake Jarwin, I guess is the way to put it. So, so I actually did this exercise a couple days ago, just kind of projecting things out for myself to see what the numbers could potentially look like. I think if you double Blake Jarwin's stats from last year and give him 80 targets, uh, catch 60 passes, rate around a 700 yards, six touchdowns. 
that feels closer to me than what Mike Clay has because, again, I think Jarwin is going to be the guy that defenses allow to beat them because they don't want Amari and Gallup and Cobb and Zeke to, to do the damage. So it's going to be the Jarwin that's getting the worst linebacker on the field or the worst safety. I, I, I just think he's in for a monster year, and having less than 500 receiving yards just seems yeah. about 200 off for me. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm glad that you agree there. Um, last one, just to wrap it up. Tony Pollard, um, he has him at 83 carries, which is down three from last year, uh, but more of a receiver in the passing game. Uh, last year he had 15 receptions. Clay has him projected at 26 receptions. So you're looking at about 110 touches on offense for Tony Pollard. Um, that doesn't feel all that unrealistic. Maybe a tad low. But what are your thoughts on Pollard's projections here? Yeah, I don't know that I'm, I'm going to complain about Pollard's numbers here. I, I think that you, you shift some of the work over to reception. Really, it's not even a shift. It's just an, an increased workload at the reception. Yep. Uh, which, yeah, I, I think you know that's definitely possible. I think what's, what you're likely to see is maybe a different variety of carries. So the constitution mm-hmm. of those 83 carries might be a little bit different than they were the 86 that he got his rookie year. But I tend to think that this is – a realistic goal. I think, you know, 500 total yards a season, 600 total yards a season, that's great for what you're looking for. Three or for. four touchdowns. Yeah. yeah, I think that's fantastic. That's fantastic for what you're looking for out of a out of a backup running back, you know, player. I, I think this is a good projection for him. So just to kind of tie this up, um, Mike Clay has Elliott projected at about 330 touches, which, again, if he plays 15, 16 games – I think that's about the right number that the Cowboys should try to be targeting for Elliott. And then Tony Pollard right at 110. Feels good to me. I would probably, I mean, if I was running the Cowboys, I would probably try to give Pollard a tick more uh, touches. But that feels realistic to what the Cowboys will probably do this year um, with Mike McCarthy and Kellen Moore. So uh, that was fun, Lane. And we, uh, we got to, to look wait, at some wait, stats. Wait. and We forgot someone really important here, Marcus. Who? Jameis Olawale. Oh, stop uh, it. Projected it? to get two receptions for 20 yards. So I just wanted to <laughs> point that out. That that is a – I don't know how you – what the percentages of increasement increase when you go from zero to something else, but it's more than 100, uh, I imagine. So, uh, yeah, pretty good pretty good increase for Jameis Olawale. Use him more in the passing game. He was open a lot. <laughs> he was. He, uh... That's why he's going to average 10 yards of reception next year, according <laughs> to this thing. Hey, I, I, I mean, we're kind of joking, but I wouldn't be surprised if Ole Wally caught 10 I, passes this year. I wouldn't be surprised if he caught, yeah, uh, m- certainly more than zero. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Uh, that is it for today's show. Thank you guys for tuning in. Make sure you download and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, you can follow the show at Locked on Cowboys. I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier. He's at McCoolBCB, and we will see you next time. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. 
They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.